There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Juan Alexander is out for the season, and that's a big loss for the Bucks. But what did the torn ACL actually cost Alexander? And the Bucks also put... Jack Cicci on injury reserve with a torn ACL as well. This was the left one, the one that he didn't injure at the University of Wisconsin. Meanwhile, the Tampa Bay Lightning continue their road trip on Wednesday. They're at Colorado, then it's on to Las Vegas Friday, and finally Arizona on Saturday. They beat the Blackhawks 6-3. 33 shots in the second period. That's incredible, and 55 overall. The Lightning on a pretty good roll here for this road trip. And it's game one of the World Series. Dodgers are at Boston. Who you got? All this and more on this edition of Sports Day Tampa Bay. I'm Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times, along with producer Steve Burstick. Before we get started on this podcast, do you want to be a millionaire? Well, for 30 years, Howard and Sue Million have brought the cool comfort of air conditioning to the entire Tampa Bay area, making residents millionaires with their quality products and service. Millionaire is currently offering 0% interest for 72 months on qualifying equipment. Give them a call and do that now at 727-862-2100 to take advantage of this great offer on a brand new quality train air conditioning unit or to schedule service or maintenance. Call 727-862-2100 today. Trust the masters of comfort. Trust Millionaire. So I was at One Buck Place today and uh, kind of a sad scene. You know, we're in the open locker room and here came Quan Alexander with, uh, of course, he has a torn ACL that was confirmed with an MRI on Monday. So he was out for the season, had that thing in a cast on crutches, didn't want to talk to anybody, understandably. So um, when you think about just sort of the game he was having, it was I thought it was his best best half of football that I've seen. He had seven or eight tackles, a pass defense. He was really fired up. He was animated. He was getting that that defense fired up as well. And then on the final play of the first half, 18 seconds left to go, he's coming in on a blitz and he tries to sort of change directions. And it was a non-contact injury, which is often the case with ACLs. Immediately grabbed his left knee. And, you know, that's one of those uh, tests, Steve, where they can find out Believe me, having going through some knee pain myself, where they can find out pretty soon if the ACL is torn um, just by manipulating the knee. And in fact, their fears were confirmed. So he is out for the season. And it was emotional because Alexander was in the locker room and he was getting checked out. And if you go to the Bucks' new locker room, right adjacent to it is where the trainers are. And that's where they do all their evaluations and things. So as the team was getting ready to go back onto the field for the third quarter, Alexander was coming out of the trainer's room and he had gotten the bad news. And of course you could tell from the player's reaction when he did it, that this was something that was fairly serious, but you know, he, you know, it was emotional. I mean, he's one of their, one of their major leaders. One of these guys that talks the most has just incredible passion for the game. And when you play Mike linebacker in the NFL, almost by default, you are the quarterback of the defense because you're calling the plays. You got the helmet communicator, 
you are really sort of like uh, Jameis Winston on defense, if you will. And then you add to it like his his love of the game and you know all the passion that he brings. Um, and so you know they all surrounded him, and um, you saw that on the field. And then it happened again in the locker room. And Quan addressed his team, and you know basically uh, I talked to Cameron Brait, and he he shared with us what Quan had to say. It's football, you know, injuries are part of the game. Everyone's going to deal with their fair share of bumps and bruises. Hopefully it's just not, not a severe injury, and for Quan it was. And, um, you know, he just wanted to tell us, you know, you never know when it's going to be, and uh, he, was, he was really hurting, and so we were just hoping to, hoping to get a win there for Quan, and luckily we were able to find a way. So here's the ugly side of football that everybody sort of doesn't really want to know how the sausage is made. You know, we watch these guys and and you say, well, they make millions of dollars to play a kid's game and, you know, they're entertainers and it's just, you know, injuries are part of the game. There's no question about that. It's football. Guys get hurt, you know, sort of all the time. Um, but, but the sad thing is, is that very few players really – make it to their second contract. And what I mean by that is if you're drafted somewhere other than the first round, you cannot, you know, you're not going to be uh, a free agent or you can't become a free agent until you have four years in the league anyway. Uh, and first rounders are the only ones that get a fifth year. They, they're usually given a club option of some kind. So basically, you know, Quan was a guy that kind of slipped down the draft board by mistake. I mean, he came out of LSU maybe a year sooner than people were ready for him. And he was, you know, all the way to the fourth round. Um, but he's a heck of a player. And, you know, because he came in with the same draft class as Jameis Winston and, you know, some of those other guys, he's set to become an unrestricted free agent next March. And that's the sad thing because, you know, here's a guy that whether he re-signed with the Bucks and got some kind of really lucrative extension or he made it all the way to March and, and, and was healthy, he was going to get paid. And – you know, in the real world, like the kind of money he's made already before taxes is a lot of money. You know, he's made $2.758 million. Um, but that's his rookie deal, okay? And so when, when you compare that in terms of what guys in the NFL make at his position and for, and for where he fits in, I mean, he, I know he was a pro bowler, it was an alternate, um, but, you know, considering that, you know, Luke Keekley for Carolina, for example, is the highest paid inside linebacker, and he averages $12.35 million a year. So you figure even if the Bucks weren't sure whether Alexander was elite like that, you know, you figured he was going to earn somewhere between 8 and $10 million per year, probably a five- or six-year deal. Um, a lot of that would be paid up front. And now, man, the dude's not even going to be able to pass a physical on in March when he becomes a free agent. And if he's up and moving at all by June or July and in training camp, um, he'll be ahead of schedule. So this is completely – it's a sensitive topic, um, but it's one that, you know – and again, Steve, I know that the Bucks, you know, they just re-signed Ali Marpet. Ali Marpet was drafted in the same class as Quan Alexander. They've got Donovan Smith that they want to do. They've already extended, you know, Mike Evans, and they extended Cameron Brate. But this is the, the part about football that's so tough because I don't know what the offer was, but Drew Rosenhaus, who is you know the, the agent for Quan, was in town in early September. And maybe that meeting was preliminary. Maybe they, they didn't get that far down the road. But, man, you hope that whatever – if they did make an offer that he didn't turn down 
a fair market value of millions and millions because you know this is the situation here. You kind of, and again, I don't know that an offer was made. It could have just been an initial conversation, but you feel for these guys because you know that's you're set for generational money. You know, it's not just you know, fourth round money. I mean, this is something that sets up your grandchildren's grandchildren. Well, and you wonder why Le'Veon Bell is sitting out at this point. In the, sure. w- the way Pittsburgh has used him in the past and, and some would say overused him and he's on a one-year yeah. deal trying to find that, that big contract, which is what Quan Alexander was hoping to score, you know, this mm-hmm. you know, sometime going into next season for his you know, out of his rookie contract. So that is the dirty little secret about the NFL is, you know, when you have this happen in your last year of a contract that, you know, it, it punishes you. It it penalizes you tremendously or can. Right. And Earl Thomas just went through it. You know, Earl was one of those guys that was out, came back to the Seahawks. He's 30 years old, hurts his leg, uh, breaks his leg. And now, you know, he's pounding the ground thinking this is exactly why I decided not to play because I didn't have the security. Um, And and really, everybody knows that this is the reality in the NFL. They try not to think about it. But, you know, I think that's one of the reasons for so much emotion after this game was because – you know, seeing, you know, how much football means to Quan and seeing that he was that close to setting up, you know, his family and himself and had really earned it, you know. Now, we can all argue about his value. I, I don't think he's as good as Luke Keekley, um, you know, but by the same token, I think he's probably production-wise in the top five or, or ten, certainly. Um, so, you know, it, it's a matter of, of value, right? Um, but even Dirk Cutter, who, you know, Obviously, you're the next man up guy. You're going to a Darius Taylor. You'd rather focus on the guys that are here, all that. But he acknowledged that with the contract situation that Quan Alexander had, you know, this is a terrible thing for him personally. And here's what Dirk Cutter had to say about the situation. His second contract is is big and, uh, you know, terrible timing as far as that goes. But I also think that Good football players in this league are, are always going to get rewarded. And, uh, you know, guys are, guys are coming back uh, faster than ever before, and, and guys have, have overcome, overcome this. But it doesn't, doesn't make it any easier what Quan's about to go through. And, you know, you feel, you feel bad for a guy like that, a guy that's done what he's supposed to do. And, but, uh, you know, you just got to hope for a happy ending. And I think, I think good football players will – will always will always get what they deserve. You know, now the Bucks they have some thinking to do and some options and again, I think they really like uh Quan Alexander, but but the the interesting thing for me was to think about other players like a Donovan Smith, right? Um who's going to be a, an unrestricted free agent, like an Adam Humphreys, you know, who uh you know, may decide that it's too crowded at the receiver position and and I want out. They've had talks trying to lock up all these guys. And, you know, yet they haven't been successful. So for those guys, they have to live every day with the knowledge that they could go the way of, of Quan Alexander on any given play. And so I, I talked to Cam Brate about it. And Cam, I said, well, you went to Harvard. You're smart. You know how this works. Every conversation with Cam begins with you went to Harvard. Um, but I said, you're, you're a business major. I mean, isn't it better – to take what they'll guarantee you, whatever that is, than to risk injury and maybe end up with absolutely nothing. And, you know, with respect to injury and sort of how he processes stuff like that, here's what Cameron Brait had to say about it. I feel like if you start thinking about injuries, you're going to get injured. 
Um, so that's a superstition thing. Kind of, yeah. But I mean, for Quan, obviously, it's it's just not it's not ideal. It's it's a crappy situation. Um, I mean, for us as a team, losing someone like Quan hurts. Uh, you know, he's kind of the heart and soul of our team. Uh, just the passion he brings every single day. Um, you know, we're gonna we're gonna miss that a lot. Um, you know, the Mike linebacker on defense has a ton of responsibilities as well. So, um, losing him, kind of the leader of your defense, uh, definitely is gonna it's gonna hurt. But um, you know, it's gonna give opportunities to other guys on the team. And so someone's gonna have to step up and fill that void. Uh, luckily, we got Levante in the linebacker room who knows the playbook like the back of his hand. Uh, he's a leader too in his own right, and um, obviously we're gonna have to adjust and adapt. And uh, you know, it's, you can't mope around for too long. You know, you feel really bad for Quan. Um, you you really do, and uh, we're just gonna have to keep on keep on moving. So the guys that sort of you know, cheated the hangman, if you will, and, and rolled the dice, what have you, and got fortunate with, you know, sort of the contracts they got. I mean, you start with Ali Marpet. I mean, he's in the same situation as Alexander this year, came into the same rookie class, and all you can say is he got fortunate because, you know, two weeks ago he signed a five-year extension, and it's worth $54.25 million with $26.8 million in guarantees. So, you know, that's that's a huge, huge lift uh, for a guy that was a Division three offensive lineman, you know, at Hobart. And then, of course, we all know about Mike Evans, who, you know, had outplayed, you know, his contract. Um, but, you know, could have been under a fifth-year option this year. He, he opted to forego free agency, and then he signed a five-year, $82.5 million deal. That's security. That's what you want, you know. And so it, it's just, again, w- with this draft class that they had, the Donovan Smiths, the Jameis Winstons, um, you know, Quan Alexanders, Ali Marpets and guys like that, uh, you know, Quan, it turns out, is just, you know, had, had really a really bad break. And there's nothing else to say. Now, what are the Bucks' options? Well, again, he's not going to be really able to practice until at the earliest maybe training camp or, or preseason. So the advantage they have is they'll know how he's doing with the medicals will come to them. And so they'll have insight before he gets to interview with other teams um, about where he is. And, you know, I think there's a part of me that says that, you know, working out the details of the numbers might be tricky. Um, but part of me thinks that the Bucks will find a way to bring him back. Uh, even at a reduced salary, you know, maybe even a one-year contract, because they they really like Quan. And from what I'm told, it's real sensitive right now, because you know this is this is a very awkward situation and 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 not one that he ever wanted. Um, so everybody's lying kind of low and not really talking about contracts and things, but. Well, well less Rosenhouse. than 24 hours after. I mean, the emotion of everything, you got to let yeah, that settle down Yeah, it's real sensitive. I mean, yeah, and, and Quan has a great yeah. attitude. I mean, he he tweeted out, you know, hey, uh, wait, you know, I can't wait for the comeback, that sort of thing. Um, he didn't want to talk to reporters, which is understandable because that's usually the case with most players, but especially those that are, you know, got ACL injuries and are hobbling around on crutches. So, you know, we really didn't have a, a chance to talk to him. But, um, man, that was such a tough break. And, and – on the field, I mean, I'm not sure how they replace this guy because Kendall Beckwith, to me, doesn't seem like he's ready to go out and start practicing again. 
Now, the one thing they did do was they brought back Riley Bulla. Uh, and if you remember, he looked like he was going to make this team and then got hurt sort of in the 11th hour. So he is back. So they're not really down that many numbers. Um, but it's going to be an adjustment. You know, does Levante David, for example, have to wear, you know, the helmet communicator because he's been here the longest and understands the calls and can get them communicated? You know, everything affects everybody. Um, but this was this was a tough one, man. This was really hard to watch. And I hate, Steve, I hate that part of football. The reason I like that what baseball has going for it right now, and, of course, your union is far stronger and it's not, a, it's not an attrition sport. It's not a collision sport per se. Um, but, man, you know, Major League Baseball. Well, this can happen in baseball, too. I mean, players enter the can. last year of their contract without being locked up. It and, can. And, and yeah. the players take risks like that. Now, as you said, there's not the contact injuries and things like that. So right. your risk of those type of injuries can be less. Although, as a pitcher, maybe Tommy, Tommy John. John yeah, Tommy John yeah. would be the exception. Although, yeah. everyone knows you can come back from that and, and come back mm-hmm. well. It's just going to take you a year, year and a half till you're back. And and the funny thing about it, like I was, I don't know that there's a real parallel because I don't know how many Tommy John surgeries are performed each year in uh, Major League Baseball. But I did see a stat where there's now been 40, 40 ACL injuries, and you know a lot, a large part of those are, are non-contact. So ACL, and, and they do, they repair them, and they've kind of become the Tommy John, if you will, of of the NFL. So. He will work hard. He will get back. He'll be a good football player. It's just, you know, is he one of those guys that you look up and, you know, he's with an or- another organization or something like that. But they're going to struggle on defense without him. I mean, he is, you know, he's a really good player. He's always he's always up in the bed. He's ready to play. And, you know, they're going to have to figure out how they're going to replace those shoes. But tough day for Quan Alexander and seeing him like that and – you know, we hope that he has, uh, you know, a, a fairly speedy recovery. But again, it's going to be a good seven, eight, nine months before uh, before we get to see him. Okay, so now the Bucks uh, go to your favorite neck of the woods, Cincinnati, and my old the stomping grounds. That's right. I'm going to have some skyline chili in the old. The I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Uh, the, the Bengals went all Bengals the other night. Here I was ready to praise these guys and say, yeah. man, they're a hot offense. And then the Red Rocket looked like the Red Rocket again. And the Bengals are who we thought they were. Just good enough to make the playoffs one now and then. But, man, they can look shaky sometimes. You know, their defense is pretty bad right now. Yeah. Um, blew the game against Pittsburgh last week and then – you know that they, Monday they night got debacle. some injuries too, right? Yeah, oh yeah, I mean they, they got, got some guys yep, hurt. Yep. Um, their offensive line is finally better this year, although they didn't show it against Kansas City. Right. And, and Kansas well, City's defense isn't that good, so no, they're not. Um, that was kind of surprising there. So yeah, but uh, the Bengals' woes in primetime games. The, you know, the one good thing for the Bengals for this week is that it's a one o'clock game. Yeah. <laughs> because they're True. they're awful at eight o'clock. They are. They really are. You know, they haven't played the Bengals in, 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 in a minute. So 
I'm looking forward to going to Cincinnati. That's that's kind of a neat ballpark and a good atmosphere up there. And look, the Bucks need to continue winning. I mean, they you know they broke the three game win streak. They got you know at Cincinnati, then at Carolina. There's going to be really two really tough uh, road games for them. You know the way Carolina came back, 21 points. You know in the fourth quarter uh, to win their game, and then you know how about the Saints, where Baltimore is going to tie this up with a chip shot extra point except there are no chip shots anymore that's his first one he's ever missed since high school like he was 16 years old i mean geez that's just you know what if you're new orleans and that happens to you you go we're gonna win (laughs) you know like we got this like there's no way we're not gonna win this division when she when you know she almost said it when stuff like that happens it's unfathomable that that a team would would you know go shankopotamus with the one kick since high school when they really needed it. But kickers are wacky, man, and I think we proved that with Chandler Chandler Cannonzaro with the the miss from forty and then the make from fifty nine yards. Yeah, I mean you My went gosh. from you know trying out kickers and cutting him to wait a minute, we got to keep him. Yeah, it's, he it's, just hit a fifty nine yarder to win, it's and the Chandler look on Baker day. Mayfield's face was priceless. It really was. You know, I saw that look before. That look is the look of Donovan McNabb years ago when before not, not, the not knowing of, a game could be a tie. Oh, wait. well, yeah, that. But it was a different. <laughs> it was a different one. Not hurling in the huddle at, at the Super Bowl. Um, no, this was one of the one of the bad years that the Bucks had, and they played uh, they played Philadelphia, who pretty much dominated the game, and the Bucks have like time for one play. Um, and they get it up to midfield. I mean, literally midfield, right? And they call timeout, and it's like, well, you could go for the hell mary, but you, you know, you're down by less than three. So, you know, trot out Matt Bryant, and we're thinking, there's no way. This is 63 yards. I mean, 63 yards. And with all the emotion he could muster, because he'd just been through literal hell that week, he kicked that thing through. Gene Deckerhoff went nuts. The stadium went crazy. And that face, I saw that face on the sideline of Donovan McNabb was like, you've got what? Wait, what? Like, what? what, what they won? Like, he made that? And um, it was an amazing kick. And he was he was emotional. And, and, and all the reporters were emotional. And there, everybody was crying. No. I don't actually believe that, but <laughs> but there were there were some emotions that you wouldn't expect in that locker room. I mean they they dug their way out of what was a pretty shaky performance, especially in the second half. And you know, like Dirk said after the game, it doesn't matter how you win. They don't they don't mark like other than the score and how you played. It's just did you win or did you lose? And you know they're they three and three, and and if the playoffs started today, they'd be the first team out of the playoffs. So they're in the hunt. They're right there. Yeah, and, and, they're right there. And look, we keep going back to it, but at the beginning of the season, with everything you knew that was going to happen at the start, of Jameis not yep. missing the first three games. Three games, yep. And you said after six weeks, they'll be th- or six games, they'll be three and three. Would you take it? Yeah. yeah. Well, most Bucks fans would. Yeah, yeah of course. Now, you, and didn't, you didn't expect to get to that record the way you did. No. With Fitzmagic, no. You, the first two games, you know, playing incredible and then a three game yeah. losing streak. You didn't expect that, but. At the end of the day, you're three and three, and you're in the hunt. And I always say this: you know, if you can just get to December where you have a 500 record and win it, win a couple in a row, you're going to have a really good look at nine or ten wins. And you know, very often that'll get you into it. So we'll see how they bounce back. I mean, look, they got a lot of injuries on defense, a lot to address. We'll be out there all week at One Buck Place, 
And uh, make sure you check back for uh, updates at TampaBay.com. Meanwhile, your Tampa Bay Lightning are in fuego. I still can't believe they lost that game in Minnesota, though. I'm still having a tough time yeah, I mean, trying to figure yeah, out three, how that happened. The 3-1 lead early. Um, it's a road game. Minnesota's been a house of horrors for the Lightning. They just don't Apparently. play well there. And, and yeah. conversely, the next night, Chicago is a place they win consistently now. Man, what was Chicago thinking when they faced that many shots? That's just that's 33 shots on goal in the second period. But and, and you and I were talking about this before the podcast, and I, I looked up some stats. Okay. In that game, the Lightning had 73 shot attempts. Now, shots on goal are how many the goalie actually has to stop, essentially. But they count shot attempts in a game, which can be blocked, can be you miss the you know, shoot the, the puck high or wide of the net. They had 73 shots, so 55 shots got through out of 73. That's incredible. That is the percentage. That is a high percentage. But yeah. do you realize that the loss, the game they lost to Vancouver, second game of the season, they had 75 shot attempts. Yeah, see, I I would have never. The game in Minnesota, that. they had 65 shot attempts. Mm-hmm. And the game before that, they had 65 shots. They didn't actually shoot the puck that much more against Chicago. They just all got through. That's interesting. Now, part of it was the way they were skating, the way they were playing, where they were getting the shots from. And some of it was yeah. luck, too. And Coop, John Cooper even mentioned that, you know, hey, some of it's, you know, your, your shots are actually getting through. They're missing the defenders. They're not getting blocked. Right. Uh, you're actually, you know, when you're going for the corner, you know, or, you know, you're, you're actually on the net instead of two inches off the net. And it goes wide. I mean, you know, there's some luck to it, but, you know, it was an incredible performance. I mean, they were swarming that whole period. And, yeah, and they, just, just, they dominated that game. I can't imagine seeing that. I did not see the game, but I still can't imagine having, having that many shots. I mean, that is that is phenomenal. So they're doing what we thought they would do. I mean, the Lightning, again, are who we thought they were. Um, they've got some games coming up that will be tough on the road and um, a, you know, a good bit of travel there. Look, they've got but, 11 points in their first seven games. So you've That's you, phenomenal. You've, yeah. you've got 11 points out of a possible 14. Right, you're in sec- which is great. You know, currently you're in second place in your division, and you're only because Toronto, you're a point behind Toronto who's played two more games than you. Right. And I mean, you got a big red, red target on your back, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Because you are the Eastern Conference you know, finals last year, yep. so everybody knows you're good. Meanwhile, Vegas um, is struggling who you're going to play on this trip. Arizona's the worst team in the West. Yeah. Colorado's very good. They've got 14 points in their first nine games. So. Wow. They're 6-1-2. and two. They're, they're very good this year. But, you know, I mean, yeah. you know, look, a good road trip, you always say you always say on the road you want to get one more point than games played. Mm-hmm. So they're going to play five games on this trip. So you want to get six points out of this trip to make sure, to make it a good trip. They've already got three, and they've got three games to go. Yeah. No, that's pretty so impressive. That's right, right where you want to be. I think they're fine. I think they're going to be fine. I think they're going to be yeah. this all year long. And did you see so. the save Louis Domingue had on Patrick Kane? No, I didn't. He went all old school – the pads flipping up, you know, you know, doing the, you know, nice. the, kind of hit to the side, and he stopped. It was a beautiful, and that was an old school save by Louis Domingue, and who played Louis very Dem- well against Chicago. Louis Domingue again has played really well. It's such a tough job to, you know, to not, uh, Look, not he, get that chance as often. He might actually be the key to a Lightning's playoff run, and, and the reason being is, you know, I think we saw last year Vasilevsky, and he even admitted. Tired was tired, and, and, and some physically, but I think more mentally than anything. Mentally. Mm-hmm. And, and the All-Star break in, in Tampa Bay didn't help that either. I mean, that put a lot more – they really didn't get time off there. But 
But I think, you know, the way Louis Domingue's playing, you have more confidence to put him in more often, which means Vasilevsky sure. will get more time off. Sure, and that'll be good for everybody, especially uh, especially late in the year. Mm-hmm. Uh, finally, we're down to the World Series. We've got uh, Dodgers at Boston to start game one um, tonight. Well, your, and... picks, your picks were great because you had Houston and Milwaukee. So, <laughs> Listen. When I pick games, I'm I'm proud to tell people that you should just be opposite guy, and especially with the Bucks. Like I did get them right this week, barely, um, but they make us do these predictions, especially in the NFL. And I, you know, look, I don't I don't have a clue. However, um, I do like the Red Sox in this World Series. I yeah, I don't I don't I don't see how you stop the Red Sox. Although the one interesting thing will be, you know, when the Red Sox lose the DH in the National League parks. True. When they go to when they go to L.A., uh, they're talking about Mookie Betts is going to play second base so that J.D. Martinez can play the outfield. Wow. Because they want to wow. keep his bat in the lineup instead of losing it as the D.H. So that's crazy. You know that's that's and where I, the, the World Series can get a little interesting because you know you for three or four of the games depending on which you know league you're in you're playing a different style of ball than you're used to. Yeah. You know either with a D.H. or without depending on which league you're in. Yeah. I just feel like Boston sort of has too much going for them right now. I mean, their outfield is sick, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, so the place those guys make is insane. Well, there's, there's, there's no question that the Red Sox were the best team in baseball this year. Oh, I by mean, far. And they, they proved it. Yeah. I, th- I thought Houston would win only because I thought their starting pitching was good enough. So did I. And you know what? Every time they would take the lead, Houston would come back and grab it back. I mean – it wasn't a fluke, you mm-hmm. know. They just they just beat them. I mean, they yep. you know, they just beat Houston. So, um, yeah, I, I and the Dodgers will hang in there. Who knows? I mean, it's it's and it's an interesting series because it's coast to coast, right? You got to go all the way to L.A. Mm-hmm. Home field's going to matter, I think, for some some period. Did you say that David Price might be pitching game two? I believe he's starting game two, is what I saw today. Boy, he had a, a huge performance um, with, what, six innings? Yeah, first uh, win in, uh, in, in, what, 12 starts in the postseason. Right, right. I mean, you know, it seemed like he was always forever pitching against Texas and losing or something uh, in some kind of uh, wild card play-in game or something like that. I, I, like, I like Boston starting pitching, but I also like the Dodgers starting pitching. So if they sort of wipe each other out, then you look at the bullpens. Um, I don't know. I, I just think. At the end of the day, this feels like Boston's year to me. Um, good for the Dodgers and, you know, good for their GM that Braves fans are pretty familiar with as well, going back-to-back to the World Series. So um, you certainly don't want to have, have to lose to. But I, I just think the Red Sox have been the best team in baseball in over seven games. It's going to show. You know, they're going to have some dramatic plays, and defensively they're awfully tough. And I just think that the best teams best team usually wins – in seven games, and I know. think this series only goes five. Do you really? Wow, you think it's just going to blow them out? Huh? Yeah, maybe six, but five. I think it's five games. Wow, well, that'd be interesting. They're definitely favored, but um, so yeah, it's uh, Boston and the Dodgers, kind of you know a good brand for the Major League Baseball to have two of their marquee franchises. I think Mark I saw Thompson. it's the first and third biggest payrolls in baseball. So you know that makes sense. Yeah. That makes sense for sure. Mark Topkin of the Tampa Bay Times, by the way, um, is going to cover that World Series, so make sure you go to tampabay.com. Yeah, he's already um, in Boston. He is. He had a really good story on Dave Roberts, who played 
you know, the manager of, of the Dodgers who played such a huge role uh, stealing that base and, you know, in the Red Sox getting that World Series. So it's kind of neat for him to come back. And, you know, I would assume he'd get a really, really – because he's a guy that should never have to buy a beer in Boston after that, right? Well, until if they, you know, if they knock off the Red Sox in this World Series, then they'll take that back. <laughs> That'll change, yeah, <laughs> for sure. He'll be a Dodger then. But for right now, um, he should get a pretty good ovation, at least uh, when they introduce everybody. So, yeah, World Series coming up. Um, lots going on, of course, with the Bucks as they prepare to take on the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, we're going to have a, our popular mailbag segment tomorrow, so you want to yeah. submit your questions, you can do that at Sports Day TB, or you can reach me on Twitter at NFL Stroud. Any college football observations over the weekend? Yeah, a couple. Um, you know what? I was proud of Florida State a little mm -hmm. bit. I mean, I thought that they, they held their own. USF doesn't matter who they play. Um, they're going to win the game and keep that other team in the game as well. And if they're the worst team in the world, it's going to look like a real football game for a while. Um, Florida was off, obviously. That Florida-Georgia game this week, though, that's 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 real now. College game that's, day is going to be there. First time since, I think, 05 they're at the uh, in Athens? world's largest quote-unquote oh, cocktail yeah, party. It's in Jacksonville, that's right, which is kind of a weird place to do it. Although, I mean, I guess you could have both Florida and Georgia fan because – those people get there days well, they, before. They, they do it like from you know from Jerry World for those you know early season matchups, and they'll do game yeah. day from you know there when it's you know Alabama and whoever they're going to beat that Saturday <laughs> on a neutral field. <laughs> right. Yeah, I, I got to give you props. Your Michigan Wolverines had a pretty good day. They destroyed Michigan State. The score doesn't look they like did. that, but they absolutely manhandled them. Um, they did, and and some interesting uh, pregame activities up there. Yeah, what was that? And Jim Harbaugh not backing off. No, not uh, my boy. Uh, some Michigan players were warming up on the field, and Michigan State lined all their players up across the field and marched through them and apparently clotheslined a couple players and ripped some headphones off. And it was just a couple of Michigan players on the field. So I believe uh, Harbaugh's called it Bush League and said that actually doesn't do it justice. It's worse than that. <laughs> and said their coach was behind it. Hey, man, all of a sudden, you know, Michigan – what are they ranked sixth in the nation? Fifth. They got just fifth. the one fifth now, just the one loss on the season and to number four Notre Dame. Yeah, which isn't a bad loss on the road at Notre Dame, where Notre Dame is. You know, even though they struggled a little bit against Pitt, Notre Dame's done really, really, really well. So it's going to come down to I won't say it, but the Ohio State game. <clears throat> well, they got to be Penn Thanks State for first coming. in two weeks. They got to be Penn State in two weeks. I know this, but hey, what the hell? Way to go, Purdue. Purdue, you know what's funny is Ohio State never plays well at Purdue. No, like that's the last the one five or six they, trips. They, in. Yeah, they're they're awful there. Yeah, and they were awful again. Or at least I think Purdue actually beat them. This was a solid win. I mean, this was not a fluke. No, you know they beat them up in any way. You your man card is going to be taken from you. Ohio State had no clue what to do in that nope. game. They had, they, I mean, offensively they couldn't do anything, and defensively they had no clue how to stop them. It was shocking from an Urban Meyer team. I mean, you yep. know, he'll lose some games here and there, but they never looked that lost. No, I, I agree. Uh, and, and so it's going to make – look, I can't wait. I know we're a long way from it, but the Michigan-Ohio State, that's going to be one of the games of the year uh, for sure uh, in the nation, not just the Big Ten. So we'll see if, see if my boy Jim Harbaugh can get the, uh, the Wolverines, you know, over the top. So – Anyway, again, mailbag segment tomorrow. Get your questions in at Sports Day TB. 
You can reach me at NFL Stroud if you'd like. We're going to talk to Matt Baker this week about college football. Probably do that on Wednesday, I imagine. And that'll, course, be Thursday. Well, that'll be Thursday. Or Thursday, I'm yep, sorry. Thursday. Yeah, Wednesday yep. for Thursday. And Previewing then, then uh, the matchup in Jacksonville and, of course, all the other. Yeah, U- all USF's the got football. a big game in Houston. This is, yeah, this is, this is where USF, the rubber meets the road here. Now they're going to play some teams that can actually hang or, or defeat them. Anyway, uh, we're here Monday through Friday. We appreciate you guys listening each and every day. And remember to go see our friends uh, Howard and Sue Million. If you want to be a millionaire, if you've got any air conditioning needs, they've been bringing the cool comfort of air conditioning to the Tampa Bay area uh, and uh, making everybody happy as well. So make sure you, uh, you go see Millionaire for all your air conditioning needs. You can call them at 727-862-2100. For Steve Versnick, I'm Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times. Have a great day, everybody. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.